When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? Welcome to the Hollywood in China Doll Evening Show over on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and now on YouTube. It was great having you guys join us uh, yesterday over on our first YouTube uh, premiere. Great stuff in the chat room today. We got a bunch of good topics, but first, uh, China Doll looking hot over here. Thanks, thanks, thanks. I know. <laughs> Your hair's a little different today. Oh, yeah. I kind of tried to pretend like I'm wearing a mullet. So it's business in the front and kick butt party in the back. Because <laughs> you're calling me Jack Frost and crap. So I decided to lower the spikes. <laughs> Her spikes, man, can poke out a freaking eye, let me tell you. Uh, but today we got some very, very interesting topics. Again, this show covers everything. A lot of people are used to me doing biker news and biker-related uh, programs, but not this show. We're going to dive into everything and anything. All real, all true. But our topics today is the swinging lifestyle and how it helps a marriage the second one is how broken the U.S. education system is. And finally, we're going to be talking about celebrities. Yes, celebrities who think they are better than us. Celebrity privilege. What do you think about them topics, uh, China Dow? They are very interesting topics. <laughs> very, very interesting. And uh, we're going to get pretty personal here today. Uh, explain to the viewership what the swinging lifestyle is all about. Well, it's consensual, for one. And it's basically when couples get together and... They trade. <laughs> <laughs> they trade or there's, you know, long-lasting friendships that develop over there. 
uh we actually been in the lifestyle since what the mid 90s or something like that yeah and uh we actually owned a swinging club and i'm sure china is going to be talking about that one but one of the biggest questions a lot of people have about it is how it helps the marriage you think you can answer that one china well it makes it where you're not cheating oh yeah you know that's the biggest thing that uh really breaks up a marriage and gets into the divorce is that cheating stuff well because if you look at the majority of the divorces nowadays it's because why somebody was cheating on somebody well and it spices things up well that too but uh being truthful with each other i think is the biggest uh thing that couples have to understand about this lifestyle uh if you're not truthful it ain't gonna work and i think that's what bonds the marriage together is uh being honest with each other honesty is the best policy well that it is and uh man so mid 90s and there's a lot of uh material out there that either is for it or against it but there's a lot of misconceptions about uh the lifestyle well and i'm sure the viewers and listeners will be 50 percent for and 50 percent against <laughs> well yeah you know uh, uh that is about the number that is out there is 50 uh, for 50 uh, against uh i think the reason why there's 50 percent against is they don't understand it they don't understand it because they'd rather just continue doing it behind their spouse's back and that you know what that's gonna do nothing but kill a marriage when you go behind your spouse's back i always thought that uh, again the honesty uh, aspect of it and the drawing together of two spouses and i really you know what i really didn't believe monogamy can you know you know yeah there's people that it's been married for 60 freaking years and never did that but how freaking boring is it it gets boring you know i always uh thought about living life to the fullest <laughs> you know going to that edge and jumping off and uh, boy that's what uh, the swinging lifestyle is done there's actually a ton of bikers out there that do it which is kind of like doesn't surprise me <laughs> it, it doesn't it really doesn't but what's funny is it's not just people like us or bikers or whatever i mean there's police officers fire department there's lawyers judges i mean you name it the big 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 people you never would think that would be in it are are a part of it. Well, you know, when we had the the club, you were talking, everybody you just mentioned came in. Yeah. Uh, we actually had a, and we, you know, a real close lawyer, a big time freaking criminal defense lawyer, and he opened up a club out in Colorado, and dude, this dude is active, man. He gets all kinds of crap going, man. Uh, so it's not only the bikers or like the media would say, you scumbags. No, man, you would be surprised. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised when that judge walked in. I was like, damn, man. And, you know, my devious mind got working and I was like, dude, I got to get some extortion on him. Then Blackmail. <laughs> China Dow kicked me in the freaking uh -uh. head and said, no, this is a club. This is this and that. What stays, what happens here stays here. Kind of like Vegas. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I have that devious mind sometimes. You know, I can't get rid of that street thinking. Uh, but, 
we had some parties there. Oh. What would be a typical night at the nightclub? Well, everybody would come in, and of course, they would challenge me to um, name everyone that came in the door. And, you know, screen names, of course, because that's how they were pretty much known. And funny thing is, not, I not only knew their screen names, but I knew their actual names. What do you mean by screen names? Um, like, because on, on swinglifestyle.com, everybody goes under a screen name, which is like, uh, swingers for you, or the couple to me, or you know, you still remember them, yeah. <laughs> Rocked and hot couple, yeah. <laughs> Go on. I remember a lot of the screen names. I mean, I haven't been on the site for a while, but I still remember a lot of them. So I would actually have to, I stood up on the bar and I would actually this is how I would introduce everybody to everyone when the day the night started is I would name off everybody's screen names and their first names and it'd be like and now everybody knows everybody. So it was kind of like breaking the ice. You're always the life at a party, man. <laughs> well, you know, after 10 p.m. Oh, my God. What happened after 10, you know, leading up to 10 p.m., it was drinking, conversating, having fun. You used to make them damn, uh, what was it, uh, meatball things. Oh, the barbecue meatballs. Yeah. Barbecue meatballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we were nice. We provided snacks and, some and like, barbecue meatballs mainly because everybody liked them so much. Um, we provided that kind of stuff. We provided ice. Everybody else was to bring their own alcohol. We did not provide any alcohol. They all had to bring their own. That but, got us away from that licensing crap. Yep, and we had two refrigerators, a deep freezer filled with ice. We provided the cups, everything. It was great. <laughs> so when you're when, when you're on your downtime, you can have a snack. Right. Well, well, you know, then you said after 10 p.m. What was the 10 p.m.? 10 p.m. was titty time. <laughs> what is titty time? Everybody had to sh walk around with no tops on. <laughs> the women. Well, yeah, the women. The women. We tried to get to do the no pants thing for the guys, but, yeah, they, they didn't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> we had, a, you know, a lot of people would be surprised at how many women were at this place. Yeah, and it was not just couples. We allowed singles. <laughs> singles had to pay a little more money unless you were a woman. Then you got in free. Single women always got in free, but single men, one, they had to be approved by me, mm. and I only and I only allowed a specific amount of them in every night. You kind of got mad at me because I had a side deal going on. Because uh, of the single men and stuff, you know, paid a lot more money, I can tell you that. Uh, but what was your requirements for the single men? Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, I thought this is a swinger thing. It only has to do with couples. But now you're talking about swingers that are single. Well, that's because a lot of couples just liked either a single female or a single male. They didn't want, they wanted to share. Um... They were really more into, like, if they if it was a couple and there was a female, they basically, the females were usually almost always bisexual. So that means both the husband and the wife could enjoy that same person. Mm -hmm. 
And with the males, I will say almost all of them were straight. Um, yeah, we didn't allow uh, bi males in. Well, we had one a couple. T- he came a couple times, but he was more there for the female than he was the male. Yeah, anyways. but he was—he had to provide proof of test. Yes, he did. The reason why you know now everybody's gonna come at me and say you know uh, you allow bi females, but you didn't allow bi males. But we also provided condoms. Right, but. <laughs> The reason behind the bi males is it's a lot freaking riskier, man. You know, I'm old school when it comes to that stuff with the diseases and yeah, they had to be freaking checked out the whole nine yards. Uh, they were only allowed to go around certain couples and them couples had to be informed. A hundred percent. It was, I mean, it had to be. Mutual agreement for the couples that wanted the specific single people. Because mm. we didn't want any jealousy or any arguing going on, which luckily we've never had an issue. I think we only had to kick out one person. Yeah, that's the one that we took outside. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Allegedly. 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 Uh, but after 10 p.m., that's when the party really got started. I actually made a playpen. A playpen, and wait till you hear what this playpen was about. All right, this playpen was three, mind you, three queen size and or king size. Can't remember what size the beds were. Three king size beds. And around this playpen, and this is why it got the name the playpen, it was fenced in by a white picket fence. An actual white picket fence, man. It was an actual white picket fence with a gate. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that with the uh, playpen was, it was females only unless you were invited in. And many men were not invited in. No, you had to stand outside the picket fence and just watch. You get to watch, and the women are going at it, man. <laughs> it is nuts, dude. Women squirting all over the damn place. and <laughs> You had a lot of puppy piddle pads, too. <laughs> yeah, you had a lot of piddle pads there, and it was like, damn, man. It was like freaking Niagara Falls going on in there. And let me tell you, at the end of the night... I would be the one that got to clean everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she got her uh, mask on, she got her gloves on, all that good shit. Uh, Because we kept that place pretty dang sterile. Dude, I think it was more sterile than a hospital room in there. It kind of smelled like a hospital. (laughs) Right. Well, the reason, I got this thing with germs. So, uh, yeah, it had to be freaking clean, clean, clean. But... After the playpen got going on, then we even had a gynecological table in there. We did we swing. And we had we had we had a, we had the swing. We had a riding table. Don't forget the riding yeah, table. Yeah, we had a riding table and the gynecological table. Well, the gynecological table was handy because when we found out, because I would pretty much know ahead of time, if it was your birthday, <laughs> male or female, you would be in the stirrups. Yeah, and then the females would line up to give a ba- uh, a birthday present. Yes. <laughs> Everybody would give a lick. <laughs> and we wouldn't just do it. You know, it had to be birthday related. So we brought out, you know, the ready whip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or we would have chocolate syrup. Chocolate syrup. Yeah, I remember you girls doing that. And it's funny, when you guys were off doing that, because... Uh, the club was on the other side of a tattoo shop I uh, owned, 
So I would open the doors up, you know, because you can get in between the two spaces. And while they're over there doing their thing, I'm over here piercing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're and, over there having and, fun and I'm working. Yeah. He's <laughs> over there doing because they're. Well, well, I was really thinking about getting this tattoo or this piercing, and he's like, "Well, it's party time, so I'm not tattooing, but I will pierce you." <laughs> right? They used to piss me off because I was letting a lot of good business go. Here I am making money while they're over there getting laid. Uh, always have to make money somehow. I've always hustled. Yeah. Yes, always. you have. I don't. You have. I I don't like working for freaking people. But you know what? The best part of it was is it was mainly the women that were getting piercings because they all admired my piercing. Oh man, you know how many hood piercings I was doing? My God, my God! Now you got to remind people the hood piercing is the skin above. Yes, above, above where you're. Where what? What's the famous word that everybody <laughs> likes? above the clit above the clit it's not the part where you pee out of because you'd lose sensation if you pierced it it's the skin above it i was actually i was only the only a few in illinois knew how to do the piercings that i did i did some exotic stuff oh yeah he could pierce a g-spot one of the only ones reach up in there and clip it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, if there was a PA needing to get done, he'd be like, China, yeah. China, China. Yeah, I taught China how to pierce. She would do all the dick ones. I wouldn't do that Except, crap. Hey, the only thing I didn't do was the day you tattooed that guy's dick. Yeah. That you, was on you. made a lot of money on that one, and I wouldn't hold it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> dude, you made the dude hold his own. Yeah, damn right. I said, dude, you're paying me a lot, but you're holding that shit. <laughs> All to get some chick's autograph. Yeah, he got an autograph of a radio station uh, host. Yes, he did. You know, because I used to have a lot of celebrities that hung around uh, our tattoo shop because I would, you know. MMA my, my, fighters. Yeah, MMA fighters, uh, actors and stuff. That's who I used to uh, tattoo. That was mainly my stuff. And this radio station host came in, and real popular. And well, I want to get my get her name tattooed on my junk. I was like, you know, first you're freaking psycho. Uh, <laughs> second, uh, I had to go over to the radio show host, have her freaking write out her name, and then I'd have one of the tattoo apprentices put it on there. And made him hold it and the tattoo apprentice, stre you know, stretch it. I wouldn't touch that crap, man. No. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, people, when you get your, when, when when a guy gets a tattoo on his junk, it doesn't need to be hard. No, it don't. You know, that's a fantasy. That's a fan. yeah. Same with when you get a piercing down there. It's not supposed to be hard. No. Uh, <laughs> especially PAs and uh, ladders, you got to really measure, measure it out real good. <laughs> you got to wa watch the veins and stuff. But anyway, you know, why, you know, I'll get off subject. We'd talk about that later in the show. Uh, but with the swinging stuff, you know, it was real interesting with some of the questions that you actually get about. Now, what's hard swinging? One of the biggest questions is hard swinging. Well, hard swinging is a group or basically what people call orgies. <laughs> there was many of them damn things. I mean, technically in the, you know, in the playpen, the women were having one of their own. Oh, yeah. The women were having their one of their own. 
but with the orgies at uh, the club, it was usually a group that already knew each other. Yes, yes. They usually already um, been together, been a, together long a long time, so they would just come there to meet there so they could do their thing. Mm-hmm. And they did not let other people involved. No. They not. already had their set couples. They knew each other, and that was that. Right. Uh, like China Dow, she's bi, and she never got involved in that. She was only no. with the women. <laughs> no, but I did have my favorite thing, that, and everybody was very appreciative of it, is um, every hour I would go room to room and mm. ask for a thumbs up. If right. everybody's okay. And that was the one time when we had the one girl that did not give one. Mm. And that's when some gentleman did get excused from the, you know, allegedly. We allegedly beat the shit out of them yeah. outside. Yeah. Because uh, that didn't go on. It was all about the women there. Uh, there was none of that freak stuff with these guys. And, yeah, you got taken care of real quick if a woman was uncomfortable. Because let's, you know, face it, it's a business and... I'm not going to lose my money over a freaking idiot. Yeah, and, you know, for what it was, I mean, other than that one incident, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, there's a lot of guys that are going to say, well, I wouldn't let her do that, but they're going to go behind and get them a piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you consider swinging cheating? No. No. It's not tre- It's not cheating at all. It's you got to be able to trust who you're with. Mm-hmm. If you have no trust... Even a little inkling of, like, a lack of trust with who you're with, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Because you got to worry about the L word coming involved. And what's the L word? Love. Yeah, once there's emotions in play and it's it's over. This whole thing, it's, it's no strings attached. Mm-hmm. Or like my favorite line is friends with benefits. Right. Right. <laughs> well, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people that we know, you know, I've had a girl on the side for a long time. You've had a guy on the side for what, eight years, almost nine, almost nine years. Mm-hmm. And we're all real close friends and everybody knows their limits. Yeah. That's very important. Very important. And, you know, the other day when I said, I'm a lucky man, she's by, yeah, they get together. Let's just say they got together, right? <laughs> no comment. I plead the fifth. You know, they get they get together more than I get to play, you know, because I'm always working and stuff. And when I'm gone, they're together. So it, it, it's a real good thing. But if you throw that love word into it, you're going to end it because the purpose of this is about fun, making your friends and not having that emotional stuff because that's going to destroy the marriage. It can either work one way or the other. You yes. either want to go out there and have fun or you're going to ruin your marriage. And I've seen that happen. Yes. You know, <laughs> oh man. Uh, and, you know, there is no romance. Uh, but what, you know, what do you need to be successful in this type of stuff? You and your spouse or significant other, boyfriend, what girlfriend, whatever. However, the couple dynamic is you have to have a strong relationship. Mm-hmm. If you don't, and you have to respect each other, you have to be honest with each other. Um, you can't chance having jealousy because mm-hmm. if there's jealousy, 
you might as well just call it a day, either for the couple itself or just for the the swinging lifestyle. Right. It's yeah. not going to work. No. Mm -mm. We actually held classes over at the... On Wednesdays, yeah. Yeah, Wednesday uh, night classes. We'd have a group there that, you know, were just coming in. I Newbies. Think that, yeah, I think that was actually a requirement to get in the club. If they've never been to a party before, we would always tell them that they have to do a meet and greet on Wednesday nights. Mm. So we can, especially for us getting to know them, mm. you know, so... It would work out good, and then, believe it or not, some of the couples would come in and say this isn't for them. Right, right. Which was better for them to find it out before a party than during a party. Yeah, because the way the parties went, it got outrageous, and new couples would be, like, surprised. We've had a couple new couples that said, oh, I'm ready, I'm ready. And next thing you know, uh, the the girl partner of the couple starts playing, and then it's thing you know the guy is getting all jealous, and that's when we said, you know what, you got to stop, you got to leave. Yeah, uh, we didn't like drama. No, it was real strict in that. Couple. It was no drama allowed. No, no drama, mamas, man. Mm -mm. Uh, but how do you get? You know, a lot of you know, and I'm asking these questions to uh, China Dow because it's coming from a woman's point of view. And it really helps other women understand, you know, how do you get involved in the lifestyle? Well, with us, we did um, swinglifestyle.com. There's also places called FetLife, but that place is a little different because it's more about fetishes. Right. And it's usually, I mean, for me personally, FetLife is more where guys post about what they want. Mm. More for a single thing. But, like, SwingLifestyle.com was our biggest one. And that's, I'd say that's where almost all of our people came from, was SwingLifestyle.com. Yeah, to Emeralds, yeah. Yeah. And even the couples that we met. Right. Well, know. there's Tinder, where it has specific things where you can do. See, I don't know any of these new app things. Right. I just know what we did. Right. I don't know the new ones. Well, we've, you know, we've been around eight, nine years with somebody, so we, like, don't look anymore. I haven't been on Swing Lifestyle, our Swing Lifestyle account, probably for about seven years. Yeah, seven years. You know, and the reason why we had that account was because we had the freaking nightclub going well, we, on. Well, yeah, we had to have the account because that's where we announced the parties. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the biggest part of swinging is there are rules that you got to agree to as a couple, and I'm not talking about the, the nightclub stuff. I'm talking as a couple to make this work. Oh, yeah. 100%. Mainly one of the big things was um, contraception, birth control kind of thing. Because mm. um, we don't want any of that happening. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That, that, that would be the biggest no-no. Right. Um, one thing I will say as far as our parties went is... They were only allowed in if they were on the list. Right. We had a list. And we would actually have a host at the door mm. that would check everybody in as they came in through the door. Um, if they were not on the list, that is when myself or you would go to the door because we would have to base it off of, we literally would have to stand there and look up their page. Right. And look them up. And most of the time, they weren't allowed in. No, if, hell no. 
I think we only made an exception to rule for one, and it was a single female. Mm-hmm. But sing, you know, if they weren't on the list, they weren't invited because we had a capacity we had to abide by. What other rules would a couple make between themselves? Um. Some some people they like. Mm, it's not going to fix your relationship. No. If you already have bumps in the road with your relationship because, you know, one of the two have been wandering, or for all we know, maybe both were wandering, coming into the swinger lifestyle is not going to fix it. It's probably going to make it worse. Right. So you got to have a bond prior to even doing this. Hmm. Other ones would be uh, you would have to be in the same room together. Yes. Or, you know, a lot of the, a lot of people did that one. Or you couldn't meet the couples outside without your other partner. Yes. Uh, time uh, restraints where, okay, if you are going out with this person, yeah, it might be cool. But you got to be back at this time. You know, that's for safety. Uh some people don't allow kissing, don't allow this type of thing to happen, only soft, not hard uh, type of swinging. So, yeah, there were there's big rules between the couples if you want to make it su- uh, successful. And we did see times where, you know, the men, you know, you're schmucks for doing it, but they'd go off and get a relationship started on the side. Oh, yeah, that, that happened a f- more times than I can even count. Mm. Which, well, then there's no reason for you to be in the lifestyle because you had ulterior motives. Right. And that's what destroys a relationship because they're thinking, oh, my wife approves of this stuff, disregards the rules. Next thing you know, gets a relationship going. There's emotions involved and the marriage is broke up. That's one thing that can kill you you in this lifestyle. Well, and you also got to think about the fact that if they always were coming as, in as a couple, we would never let them come in as single. No. If, uh, let's say, I'm just going to throw two names out there, uh, Steve and Jackie, which uh, weren't even a part of this. I just threw it out there. Um, if Steve and Jackie were always coming in as a couple while well, Steve's out on a business trip and Jackie wanted to come in, wouldn't be allowed. No, uh-uh, because you had, you got this photographic memory when it comes to this stuff. And she'll know right away, list or no list. And don't you think, you know, if, with those particular couples that don't have a strong bond, that, you know, swinging should just be a fantasy of theirs? It, it most, yeah, it should be a fantasy. Like, something that you talk about when you're together, like, hey... What if this happened, you know, and just talk about it and, hey, I'd like to see you doing this with someone and just keep it as a fantasy plaything in the bedroom where you're not actually doing it. Mm. But you can talk about it as if you were doing it, just not do it. Well, I think communication is, you know, you just said it, communication is huge. Uh, whether it be in the bedroom, whether it be, you know, in an actual lifestyle. Well, heck, I even come home from work and tell you who hit on me at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we got the biggest open relationship there is. We got the most honest one because uh, that's the only way it's going to work. You know, we've been married over frick a quarter of a decade now. 
and well, uh, we've been together yeah, that course. long. I forget what we've been together since '94. We got married in 2001. Okay, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> don't ask me today. Don't. I know it was hot. Okay, our wedding day. <laughs> yeah, 21st, right? July 21st. Okay, there you go. And the day we got together. I August 24th, the no, first day we got go. engaged. Freaking September twenty fourth. Anyways, I don't got a whatever. good memory. I smoke too much four twenty. Okay, give me a break. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but the communication, and that's not even just swinging. That's a marriage. You know, all around. It's about spicing it up. Mm -hmm. it no, ain't, I'm it talking ain't. about making a marriage work. You got to communicate. You, oh yeah, no matter what. Hmm. I mean, if there's no communication, I don't know why you're married. Right. And if there's no communication before the lifestyle, again, you, it's not going to work, man. I, nine times out of ten, it will not work. We've been there, seen it. Divorce. Been doing this over, what, 20 freaking years? Mm. <laughs> we even had one lady, one couple that started, because, I mean, we had it for, what, two years? Mm. We had one couple that started there together, and they ended up going through a divorce. Yeah, I remember that one. And... They wanted to start coming in as singles, and we were so leery about it because they wanted to come as singles on the same day, and that just wasn't right. So what we ended up doing, first we had to see proof that they actually got divorced, mm -hmm. which I know that's personal, that's getting in somebody's business, but it was safer. Right. We're and not going to have a brawl right in the middle of the Exactly, like a jealousy thing. And what we ended up having to do was they would actually have to come in on different nights. Right, right. What do you think is really, you know, swinging? It, you know, this might be the 2020s, you know, all kinds of lifestyles coming out in the open, but swinging still in is, the closet is in the closet. Yeah. Misunderstood. Yeah. Us, we talk about it openly because, you know, we don't care. We don't care. Uh, but there has been people that have been outed on social media. Uh, they've had their jobs and families negative. Uh, you know, impacted by it. Uh, so why you, hide it? So do you think that's why a lot of professionals hide it? I 100% think that's why the professionals hide it, because they don't want any negative reaction from their place of where they work. Well, there was actually a judge that just got removed from the bench because she was having a threesome. And then people wonder why everybody's in the closet. Hey, I still don't it. find anything wrong with what Clinton did. <laughs> no, he, you know what it is with him? I was, you know, cheering the dude on. Uh, but he, Go Monica. He did it in the Oval Office. and he, Now, see, that yeah. that's the place where I find that to be wrong. It should yeah. have been someplace else. Right. Not in the Oval but, uh, but it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm sorry, but if I was married to Hillary, I would have done the same thing. But that's just me. Uh, you're damn right I would have. Uh, and, you know, another thing that you got to remember, swinging doesn't have to last forever. No, you can time limit it. You know, time limit, or you to just say, you know, we had our fun, we're not doing it anymore. Well, hey, like me and you, we always say, when we turn 50, we're over it. Right. Well, I got three more years. Right. You're an old bag. That's I'm right. an old bag. I look younger than you. And once she gets to 50, I trade her in and get another one model. <laughs> trade your ass in first. <laughs> you know, where can you learn about swinging? Websites. 
you know, like talk to us, ask us questions. Yeah, we'll answer them for you. <laughs> Send them some emails. We'll answer. Uh, we, we got nothing to hide. But there is some good references out there, like Swinging in America, Love, Sex, and Marriage in the 21st Century. You know, it's non. It's a nonfiction book. Yep. That has a lot of good stuff in or it. Or how about Swinging for Beginners: An Introduction to the Lifestyle. It's a guide to swinging. Right, right. <laughs> and it's not, you shouldn't be embarrassed about learning this type of stuff. Like I said, we had classes. Because, you know, when you put human emotions into something, that's real, it's going to get sticky. So you got to learn about what you're about to do uh, before you do it. You know, you actually have uh, women that didn't know how to do oral sex or they were afraid of it. We'd actually have classes to teach that. Women would teach them classes. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was a very professional type of deal. Bananas. Right. And then you taught, you know, you had classes on the threesomes, uh, safe words. That was the biggest one was the safe words. Right. Biggest, biggest. Everybody had to have safe words. Yeah. We it, do. What's a safe word? It's basically you say one specific word that you and your cup, you and your partner know. If that word is said, then whatever is going on needs to immediately be stopped. Yeah, I don't care if the dude's in the middle of a cum. Pull out, you're done. Yes. You know, that's the way it was. Uh, not only did the couples have to know it, but Whoever we had the, to know it. We had to know their safe words. Because once you got into... That kind of stuff, uh-uh. Which helped for when I went room-to-room -room checking. Mm-hmm. Big time. Because I would, I, I just have, I, I can remember so much knowledge that is, I guess people would say is useless. Right. Um, Like, every customer that comes into my work, I know what they smoke. But it's like, but I don't know their names, but I know what they smoke. Or I know what alcohol they buy. But it's like... You know, people would come in like their safe word would be pistachio or mm -hmm. or spaghetti, like something that's just out there, out there, you know, because like if you just say no, it's not it's not it's such a commonly used word that we wanted stuff that were uncommon. So we would know something's not right. Right. Well, you know, for beginners, I wouldn't recommend, uh, you know, going off a of Craigslist. A lot of freaks, it's real dangerous on there. Yeah, and you don't know what you're getting into. No. Uh, with Swing Lifestyle, you actually had the reviews and all that type of stuff. That yeah, happened. we go. people would go on there and re review the couples, review the singles, and give their opinion on, oh, this, per this couple was great, we had a great time, we're still friends, or this one sucked, and... <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, if they're still communicating together, because usually couples that get into a swinging uh, situation, they stay friends. Yes, you know, they'll go out, they'll bowl, they'll go out and ride. If barbecue. you're a biker, barbecue. Yeah, uh, you know, that's what's so cool about it is because they got something in common. Another thing I suggest is you know meet in public. If it's somebody you don't know, meet in public, like a bar or a restaurant. For sure, hundred percent. You got to meet them in a public place to see if there's if if they if you get a vibe like an uncomfortable vibe. There's been a few people that would come by us that we would have come in and in the into the club, and I I personally would get like if I got a weird vibe, yeah, they were asked to leave. Yeah, that did only happen once though. Right. 
but I, it's like something about the aura. Okay, I'm not into all that stuff, but it's like women we know. Mm-hmm. Something just doesn't feel right. It could be just the way a person is looking at you, and it's like they're looking through you, and it's just, I don't know, this one person just creeped me out. Mm, and we got rid of him. You know, he wasn't uh, taken outside. It was like, you know what? We just done. asked him to leave. Right. You're done. Get out of here. Uh, you know, that's how a club should run. Now, there's some shady-ass clubs out there, Yeah. especially in the city of Chicago. We Anything that I did as a business had to be 100% on top real and there had to be rules to be followed so people won't get hurt even in the tattoo business i was pretty rough man yeah uh because again i don't like germs no <laughs> i don't like germs that is sterile too uh but if it's going to be professional it's going to be fun for everybody but in chicago there's some nasty ass crap going on out there that's why we avoided going out there. Right. A lot of our clientele, when you know, they come back with horror stories about the clubs. Uh, one in, uh, actually, uh, one down south from us. I'm not going to mention which one it was, but it was real nasty. They didn't have their list. They didn't have any sets of rules. It was mostly a free-for-all. And the women really didn't feel comfortable. It was dirty. Yeah. You know, how can you go into a club doing this kind of stuff and it be dirty? I have no idea because that's disgusting because I wouldn't want to even walk into our club if it was dirty. And let me tell you, that place was never dirty. No. Uh-uh. I mean, if if you were the last one standing in the club before we would basically clean up and go to Denny's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> at two in the morning. Um, and we used to take a whole group with us oh out yeah. to Denny's. Oh, yeah. We'd have, what, 20 people go out to oh, Denny's yeah. afterwards about yeah. 3 in the morning? Yep, yep. Yeah, because we would close just like a bar. Yeah, about 2 o'clock in the morning. And we then, would go to Denny's, and then after Denny's, I would spend a couple hours cleaning, bring home all the sheets, mm. uh, bring home any towels. Everything would get washed and returned the next day. Right, and then we got the dif- disinfectants out and yes. sprayed the whole day. Basically place. using the same stuff we used to clean the tattoo shop. Oh, yeah. We used high-grade medical stuff You know that I got because, uh, again, the tattoo shop was right next door. All the beds had them plastic covers on them and then sheets on top of that. Mm -hmm. So this way the mattresses wouldn't get harmed. So once the sheets were removed, all the plastic covers were sprayed down with the hospital grade cleaner. And then we get rid of the mattresses after a certain time period and... uh, Three months. Three three months. You know, that's it. Or less. Get them out of here. Uh, But be careful when you first... I think that it has to be, you know... The point of this segment is be careful. It can be fun or it can be a nightmare. And trust your feelings, your instincts about people. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you know, you can always uh, email us and talk to us about it. Uh, You know, again, there's a lot of professionals uh, that are in the closet, as we call it. Uh, But a lot of people still ask us questions to this day. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time, because, you know, they know we're in the lifestyle. Me, I always was the type of person, if you believe in something, don't hide. Oh, I agree 100%. But other people ain't like that, and we understand because we've seen some of the consequences of uh, what happened. But, you know, we ended up selling that business. (laughs) Yeah, we did. You know, we like flipping businesses where you build up the clientele and just flip them. 
and you make your money. But uh, we're going to go into the next segment after this commercial break. Hi, this is China Doll from Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys. Hey guys, Carrie here from Bagger Syndicate Cycles. Just to let you know about the place that has the craziest hats on the market. Apparel that's based all upon bikers, baggers, and brotherhood. And ladies, we didn't forget about you either. Between tank tops and baby doll tees, we have it all. Now just go to BaggerSyndicateCycles.com and check it out. Mwah. Okay, that was a hell of a segment, huh, China Doll? That was a long segment. <laughs> that was a long one. I think uh, we really get into the nuts and bolts, and we'd probably talk about it for hours. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we could have just made a whole show about that. Right. Well, we kind of almost did. <laughs> almost. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to get this segment in because I really think it's important. Uh, as parents, and especially the way these kids act nowadays, I really believe the system of education in this company is failing. You think? <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things that I believe is the problem is parents are not involved enough. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, what do you say to people that are sending them to school and say, you? it's like babysitters? Yeah, it shouldn't be like that. I mean... With everything going on, it's a little hard nowadays to just send your kids off to school. I mean, we didn't. Well, one of ours. Um, it's not a babysitting. Mm. You know, you want them to get the best education out there or they're going to end up being nobodies. Well, another thing that concerns me is a lot of parents do not understand what they are teaching their kids. And I think that has really led to a lot of problems as kids get older. You, you can see it in this Antifa stuff. They actually believe in communism, these kids. I think there was a poll done where over 50% of them said they support communists or socialism. Now, where do you think that kind of ideology is being taught? In the school system. That is dangerous when parents do not fight back. Illinois, they just put up a thing where they got to be taught about uh, homosexuality. Nothing wrong with that. Well, there's nothing wrong with it, but a lot of conservative parents would say, hey, wait a second here. Why are you teaching that instead of math? Because nah, the, United teach math. the United States is way behind in math right now. Uh, even worse is they don't teach the trades anymore. Now, Hardly any of the trades, like electrician, like freaking uh I know our welders. son's high school only has auto mechanics, and that's it. Well, you know, well, I love auto mechanics, so I can't say nothing about that. But our kid doesn't. Right. You know, they don't teach them how to get by in life is what I think I'm saying. Well, it's like they have some classes, but they're not teaching the logistics of stuff. Like back... Okay, when I was in eighth grade, I had home ec. Mm -hmm. They taught you how to sew and taught you how to cook. They don't do that anymore. They actually had life classes back then. Yeah. I mean, like, um, the class I had in high school was consumer ed, which is similar to the classes like that are at our son's high school called Living on Your Own. But it's all the 
it's all the stuff on like how to do resumes, how to um, do your taxes, which, you know, you just do them online and you don't have to really do anything. But I mean, it's all the 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 financial aspects of it and not the aspects as of how to like survive. Mm. Like if you can't make a thing of mac and cheese. <laughs> you know, one thing that really upsets me what? is they're not taught cursive. And they're not taught how to read a freaking mechanical clock. Well, our son is 17, and the only thing he can write in cursive, and just barely, is his name. Right. Because everything's typing now, and every time I go to, he don't get it. I think, you know, it started late, and that's our fault. You know, we should have taught him when the schools wasn't, but, you know... Well, it's all about keyboards now, and this and that, why do you need it? It's all electronic. Right. But can you believe a lot of kids cannot read a clock with two hands? Our son can't. <laughs> everybody's all the digital because everybody's got the phone. So why learn to read it? Right, right. I, I when I when I'm putting something in the oven, this is what this is what makes me giggle. When I'm putting in the something in the oven, and let's say I'm putting it in at um eleven twenty three, okay, I cannot use my digital clock. I have to actually look at a clock with arms and go five, and it's got to be in for 30 minutes. I'm like, 5, 10, 15, 20, <laughs> 25, 30. I'm counting on a clock with arms because, okay, I, I, I'm i not the best at math. I mean, I use a computer at work where it tells me how much your change is. Now you guys know why I was the one in financial charge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still can balance my checkbook every day. My dad taught me that. Nobody else, a school didn't teach me how to balance a checkbook. I learned from my dad. But it's like I literally have to count on a clock with hands. Mm-hmm. But then if you like, you, you go to like to my son and be like, hey, Corey, what time is it? He don't freaking know. <laughs> I blame you for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I gave up on the regular clocks because of the fact everybody's got a cell phone and you got the time in your so, pocket you know as parents we're part of the problems we are well. i mean we are i'm i'm guilty so am i i'm guilty i should have continued showing like our daughter knows cursive but mm-hmm. our son doesn't well, you know he I can't you. read it you're the one who dealt with uh, education eh. not me yeah well i was always working too <laughs> so it's kind of hard to do all that at once and i you know I think technology does have its downfall. Who was that? Uh, Kaczynski, that bomber guy. He used to say technology was going to kill everything, and it has. Yeah, it pretty much has. Look at them. You know, they got, well, the online thing, I guess, is pretty cool. It's like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, what they're doing over there. Uh, I couldn't imagine not being in school. I loved to chase girls when I was in school. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the technology, I think, takes away from an education. I think it's a. I think it's like a fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, you can learn things if you're looking in the right places. Like with this e-learning that a lot of these kids are doing today, they're giving them proper places to go learn stuff. They're not just googling random crap. They're literally giving them specific educational websites to do things on. Mm-hmm. So that could be a help. But the hinder is, is when kids can't figure something out, they're just going into Google and typing in whatever. And when you find stuff, you don't know if it's the right or wrong thing. Right. Another thing that I don't like about the schools is they don't teach them about stocks. They don't teach them about bonds. They don't teach them about how to start a business. 
No. They teach them these left-leaning BS crap. And that, you know, that is hurting these damn kids by doing that. But they'll teach you how to write a resume. Mm-hmm. Problem and, is, is they don't teach you how to actually affiliate, like, use that resume to your betterment. Right. And another thing I see is uh, teachers don't control their classrooms. No, they don't. They get, they're the ones who get told what's up this, and this happens in the Chicago school system big time. Uh, kids are sent there because, you know, the parents don't want to deal with them. The teachers are supposed to. So I feel for the teachers on that point, uh, you know, and most of those kids go to prison and stuff like that because guess what? You know, they're not taught at home. So why should they, you know, deal with uh, somebody they don't know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, well, and then you got to think about the kids that have special learning disabilities. Like with this e-learning, I mean, our son has an IEP mm -hmm. where he's supposed to get extra help in a lot of his stuff. And he's not getting the extra help that he needs. They expect him to reach out to them if he needs help. Well, why aren't the teachers reaching out to the students that have these IEPs and asking, do you have any questions? I mean, I get it. These teachers have a lot of students, but there's only a specific amount of people that have these IEPs. Mm -hmm. They're not, you know, I mean, it's partially, I guess, like as far as our our house is concerned, you know, our son, he gets very nervous about asking for help. Right. Well, that's why we're kind of lucky to have uh, Britt because she's right there on top of him. Oh, yeah. You know, she, right if there. he needs help, he usually goes to her first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, those two are close, sister and brother, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, another thing I think is I don't believe teachers should be in unions. They're really screwing up the educational system because of these damn unions. Oh, if we can't teach this or we don't want to do this, then we're walking out of school. I think they, you know, should get like Ronald Reagan did in uh, the 80s with the FAA. You don't show up, you don't have a job. And what about these teachers that have been bitching during COVID that they didn't want to return to school? They shouldn't get paid. They shouldn't get paid if they're not going to come back. <laughs> you know but then those are the ones that are doing the the e-learning so they don't have to physically go to the school right do you think that it's necessary where they could have that kind of choice you're an essential worker how do you feel about it don't you think teachers should be well i didn't get an option i basically was told i had to be a worker i wouldn't have a job mm-hmm so I think it should be all around, all across the board. If you're not going to go to work, you ain't got a job. Right. I mean, uh, like, as far as, like, all this e-learning as of right now goes anyways, I personally don't think these kids are, like, our son's a senior. They're not going to be college ready. No. I don't and think And that's the thing are. I hate is, at least when I went to school, it wasn't all about going to college, university, because... Teachers knew that certain students weren't going to do that. Right. So well, they taught us the trades. For real. But they don't do that out here. No, they only want to push freaking university. And how is that helpful? It's not. I mean, like in our daughter's case, it was helpful for her. But like in our son's case, who has absolutely no interest in going to college. 
No, he wants to be a truck driver or a mechanic type of deal. No, he wants to be a garbage man. Well, yeah, he wants to be a union garbage guy, man, which, hey, go for go it. Go for they it. make tons of money out here. Anyway. Hey, and, you know, what was it? Two years ago, he wanted to be on WWE, and if he wants to do that, more power to him. Right. Well, we already support what the kids want to do. We'll nudge them a little bit. But I'm it, the one who gets in trouble all the time because I'm telling them to do this, this, and that, and mommy comes in and shuts it up. Yeah, but I don't. But personally speaking, I don't think these kids are going to be able to do. I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to make it through a freshman year of college with all this e-learning. Right. Right. I, I don't think so. Well, that's why I started freaking out because you know she just got her master's. Now she's in that two-year program. And I was like, well, are you still paying if you have to do this e-learning crap? Yep. Oh, dude, I was freaking. Because, yep. uh, you know, we pay money each freaking month, and it's like, uh-uh, baby. <laughs> you ain't in that school. You know, screw them. Yeah, well, you know, book fees when everything's online, I find that a little redundant. Right, right. Especially when some of these books that she has to get, like one of them was like $500. And guess what? She never used the book. Guess what? When she returned the book at the end of the year, she only got 20 bucks for it. That's freaking nuts. I yeah. didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then there's some of these books where they're spending $200 on books, and they can't be returned. They can't be bought back at the end of the year. I think it's a racket what they're playing. So what she's planning on doing is the people that are coming in for the same degree that she just got, she's going to try and sell the books to those students. That's for, an entrepreneur right there. For, for, for <laughs> like, if the book's two hundred, she'll sell it to them for for a hundred. Right. So she gets part of her money back. It's better than having these big stacks of books that you're never gonna freaking use. Mm. Well, like or you throwing said, them out. Uh, you know what? I learned a lot about college, and she went to college. Uh, how they, you know, they think, how they teach. Some of the stuff that she came home, me and you cannot put me and my daughter in the same room and no. talk about stuff. No. Uh-uh. No. 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 You know what? Uh, she gets pretty heated with me. I get pretty heated with her because I'm more out of conservative. She's got that liberal dumb thinking, as I always say. And next thing you know, she's mad at dad before she goes home. Yeah. Or she'll say, I'm not coming back. Dad's an asshole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. Why is he always got to start with me? <laughs> so her one of her rules now when she comes home is no freaking politics. And it freaking always goes there. But we'll see what happens when she comes home the next time because she hasn't been home since March. She's a damn Bernie supporter now. She's a damn Biden supporter. She don't know the issues. Well, maybe she does. Maybe she knows something you don't know. I don't know. I don't follow any of that crap. I stay null and void. But, well, that's the stuff they teach in them schools. My daughter wasn't like that before she left. Now she's like a robot. She was like that before she no. left. She just didn't voice her opinion. She was very quiet. No, she yeah, wasn't yeah. believing in that stuff. You never know. You don't know. I know. You don't know. <sighs> I know. Don't you love how the women keep that stuff from you? <laughs> I just keep my mouth shut when they're going at it, or I'm just telling them both to shut up. <laughs> well, at least we can talk, you know. My daughter, uh, she's awesome, but damn, the drama she got from Mama. Uh, you know, I see her ring that phone, I'm like, holy shit, what's going on now? <laughs> oh, my favorite is, I tried calling Dad. 
I tried calling Dad and he wouldn't answer his phone. I tried calling Corey and Corey wouldn't answer his phone. Oh, say, okay, call me. I'm at work. That, that's smart. <laughs> Even Corey runs for the hills, man. <laughs> hey, there's been a couple times when she's tried calling and I went, oh, God, what now? <laughs> right. But I'll answer. But or well, I'll, or I'll text her. Right. Well, I think we had a pretty damn good show today. What do you think? We covered up some uh, good topics, you know, educational ones. Educational, <laughs> highly educational. <laughs> Real educational, if you ask me. Uh, but we really appreciate you guys. Don't forget to subscribe over on YouTube. Spotify, of course, uh, listen to us over there. You got anything else to say? Yeah, I'm very sad Taco Bell's taking away their Mexican pizzas. What the hell? Mexican? I can't. They're taking away the Mexican pizzas? Yeah, they're removing more stuff off their menu. Freaking Mexican pizzas. Those are so good, and now they're going to remove them. How sad. You know what? Who has the best Mexican food is the damn freaking, uh, what's it called? Chicago. Yeah. Best Mexican yeah. food. Remember them King Burritos used to get? Oh my God, they were like that big. I ain't even lying. They were like foot long. <laughs> and about eight inches wide. Oh, cool. Well, we appreciate it. We'll see you on Monday, guys. Hi, this is China Doll from Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys. So you want to know how to support the show? Go over to our support store and get some awesome-looking clothing. We got rock-on hats, rock-on shirts. The rock-on hats are embroidered. Get your exclusive merchandise now. Rock on. Don't forget to go over to HarleyLiberty.com. Get all your motorcycle club news. What's happening in the scene? We have a new article or articles every single day over at HarleyLiberty.com. And don't forget the sister site, BikerLifestyleMagazine.com. If you're into all that kind of manufactured motorcycle news, Motorcycle rallies and bikers help in the community. Motorcycle club editorials and more. And don't forget to visit us on Facebook. Get involved in the conversation. Watch videos done on Motorcycle Madhouse and more. Also, we have Instagram. Yes, Instagram. We have material that is not seen anywhere else. So don't forget, get on our platforms, check out your daily biker news. Rock on! Hey guys, this is Kara from Bagger Syndicate Cycles. I just want to let you know about a place where you can get the greatest apparel, top of the notch, all the baggers, bikers, and brotherhood. And ladies, don't you worry, we didn't forget about you. Check it out at baggersyndicatecycles.com. Yo show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get Motorcycle Madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. Always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harleyliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on!